This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. For as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pesavento, and each week we share mindset tips and investing strategies to help you take your business and your investment portfolio to the next level. And today, I'm very excited to have a new friend of mine in the studio, Laurel Langmeyer. How are you doing, Laurel? I'm good. I'm good. It's super exciting now because it's snowing, you know? It's, Love skiing. It's, it's snowing. exciting. Get out and get some of that. Yeah that great fresh powder under our skis. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, but for those of you who don't know Laurel, she is on a mission to really change the conversation about money, to really teach people to be wealthy. She's been a millionaire multiple times over in multiple different industries. And we're going to be talking a little bit today about breaking the habit, the habit that so many of us are in. It's this habit of being stuck in this make spend versus make invest. And so we're going to be diving into that and more. You guys are going to want to uh, get your notebook out and take some notes because there's going to be some gems in today's episode. So Laurel, when you think back, obviously you're a millionaire multiple times over, you've written multiple books, you're all over the internet, you're teaching people, you're training people. Where did this all start for you? Because obviously you didn't start out a millionaire. And I knew that it was, it was quite a climb for you to get to this point, but hit us with the, hit us with a story. Yep. Here's the highlights. Um, grew up on a farm in Nebraska. So uh, in a very small town that you had to do everything. People say, why did you what, you know, play instruments and do theater and do sports? I said, if you didn't do everything, you didn't have a team or you didn't have what. It, so I got very multifaceted training. Just grew up in this little town with a farm family. And then at 17, I was headed off to college to go play basketball and uh, had an academic scholarship. But I still there wasn't enough. I had to pay my way through. Um, so I don't even remember how I arrived in the seminar, which you know got me into this industry where I saw this man, Dennis Waitley was speaking from stage and he handed, he held up this book, Think and Grow Rich. And he said, whoever comes to the stage can have it. And I like consumed that book within days. And I was like, oh my God, people think like this. Like it was such a definitive uh. moment at 17, almost 18 years old, that there are, there are people who have this very different kind of thinking because it's not what I knew, not how I grew up at all. Not even the, the vocabulary. I mean, yeah, I must have had to have like a dictionary next to reading, thinking, girl, which like, what the heck is that? What's, I mean, I was that green. I was that new. But I guess motivated me. And then I just started reading. And then I got introduced right away to Bob Proctor at 18 years old. And then obviously everyone's done Tony Robbins work. Or if you don't, you've been under a rock. Um, and then Bob is really the one who got me into the secret, introduced me to Robert Kiyosaki, Sharon Lecter. Um, so Fast forward, I started a personal training business at college, um, started making a lot of money, was at the gym all the time anyone. I, I remember telling this owner, I said, what do those people do? They're following people around. And he said, man, that's personal training. And I said, how much do they make? Because I had to work my way through school. He said, no. 40 bucks an hour. I said, oh, I'm a personal trainer. And that's the story <laughs> of my life right there. So I say, yes, I figure things out. I had no idea, but I just knew follow like watching them. I thought, I could do that. Heck, I, I, I do more than that. I'll make my people work harder, get, get in shape faster. So that's what I did through college. I actually got a master's in exercise physiology. I got a finance degree. 
And then I put the two together. And for a little bit of time in my 20s, I was I was designing fitness centers on the offshore oil rigs for Chevron. And then uh, so I got really into corporate space and doing fitness for a long time. And then when Bob introduced me to Robert and Sharon for the Rich Dad Poor Dad brand 1996, I just jumped. I said, I'm done. I did that chapter. I'm on to this chapter. And I shouldn't say the rest is history. 1999 became mom. Uh, he didn't want to be a dad. So that puts me a single mom going into parenting. So that was a huge mm-hmm. definitive. And I said, my God, I got to roll my sleeves and got to say yes. And I went to Oklahoma. I hired a mentor, 20 something thousand bucks, uh, resisted, said, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? He said, meet me in Oklahoma City. And because I was part of the Rich Dad group, you know, I, I he taught me how to raise capital and we raised $16 million. And within nine months, I was a millionaire, had my son. And uh, that was in 2000. So 1999 was my millionaire year as real estate. I did do some gas and oil investing during then. So it was a big, it's been a fun ride. It's very different. Very, a lot of, a lot of chapters. There's a lot of chapters. And I know there's a lot of chapters that are after that, but really what I'm hearing there is that you really came from this perspective of, yes, I'm going to say yes to things. I'm going to look around and see, Hey, what is someone else doing? And what are they making? What are they earning? What's the result that they're getting? And I'm going to say yes to that. And I'm going to find a way to do it. I'm not going to let beliefs or excuses get in the way. I'm just going to go take action and make that happen. And then fast forward, you got some mentors, you made some investments, you did some things that were scary uh, for you, but you had a reason you had to do it. You had a kid on the way and you became a millionaire. Yeah. And I think there's a lot in that. I, I live my life through the lens of yes. And I do a lot of mindset teaching about that. A lot of people, just because they the way they grew up, inherited behaviors, they live their life through the lens of no. They'll say no, they go into analysis paralysis, and then nothing gets done. So yeah, I've done some risky stuff. I mean, most people look at my life and you know, I mean, I didn't know how I became a good skier, honestly, Stephen, is I would follow, you know, I, I would follow the patrol down, you know, through shoots in Taos, New Mexico. They're like, where, I said, let me just follow you today. And they said, you can't keep up. I, I'm like, yeah, watch me. Right. And so I've lived a lot of that, but never without a mentor. I think that's got to be the umbrella above my yes. I always have people who are just have a bigger game than I play. Right. There's always like I have billionaires I work with, you know, right now I have world leading economists in this chaotic economy. I have three I reach out to regularly because I need to validate my work. I'm leading in thousands of people through this, you know, millionaire maker journey. You know, I can't get it wrong. So I can say all those yeses come with an amazing team and mentors. And I think that's where a lot of people get scared is they don't have a mentor. They don't have somebody that can pick up the phone and say, hey, Stephen, what do you think about that? I mean, am I thinking about this right? Should I be doing that? What else should I be thinking about? I mean, those are regular conversations. And I think people don't, I don't think so. I, they don't have those conversations. They just sit in their fear and their analysis and go, oh my God, the world's scary. I mean, it is scary out there right now. Shit, mm-hmm. It's never been so scary. Not in my lifetime. It's scary, but it also means that there's a lot of opportunity if you know how to look for it. And the only reason I have that belief is because I happen to surround myself with some great mentors who are able to redirect my thinking and remind me that when people are scared, that is actually where there's some of the biggest opportunities in, in business available. Well, it is. And, you know, I call this the most indiscriminate crash in the history of our world. And it is a world problem, right? Mm-hmm. Never has the world shut down. March 2020, the world all at one time shut down. Like that has never happened. So, mm-hmm. but in all of that, and all that, you know, living the life through what's scary and I might get sick and I might, and I might, and I might, and almost, and all that kind of, you know, non-committal behavior and thinking, the rest of us are jamming. 
I mean, mm -hmm. that volatile, scary market, it creates huge volatility, which creates huge opportunity. And it's coming again this year. I mean, the housing market is going to have such a rock and roll like roller coaster, but you got to know what's going on. You just can't casually sit on the internet. And I think too many people are doing that, Stephen. They think that, that if I can listen to Stephen's podcast for free or Laurel's podcast for free and other people, I'll get enough information, I'll figure it out. Why would you even risk putting that together? To me, that's like picking up pieces of a Rubik's cube and trying to put it together because all of us have a little different slant. You got to have some glue. To me, the mentor is your glue. And, and I do think that people should be out looking around on the internet and learning. But at the end of the day, man, the opportunities of becoming a shark, right? Everybody says, I want to be a shark like you. Oh my gosh, you have this huge portfolio of all these different assets. Yeah, but I have a lot of mentors in those classes. I'm a millionaire in now eight industries. And this year I'll hit another one, I'll hit a ninth industry uh, as a millionaire. And so it's not difficult to do, but you got to have mentors. You got to have a plan and you got to keep this straight. <laughs> you got to keep oh, this straight. It, you absolutely have to keep it straight. But a lot of people, they're listening to the show. They're listening to your show. They're going out there. They're gathering all this free information. I agree. It's a great place to start. It's a great place to build a relationship to then make an investment in a mentor. What other ways should people go about understanding who they should be listening to when it comes to making decisions in turbulent times? So I do a lot of due diligence. I teach my clients to do a lot of due diligence. It starts with obviously consuming their information and seeing if you have philosophical alignment. Like I was kind of grew up in this industry through the Rich Dad, Poor Dad brand. So I do have that to say, well, I'm the extension of that same philosophy. So there mm -hmm. are different tracks of philosophy. You got to pick a path. Like there are mm -hmm. people who are still reading like Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman. I said, you can't, that is not a, like you can't be in that lane and come to my lane. Like I'm making millionaires and they're making you, you know, cut up your credit cards and live in safe little boxes and not take advantage of the tax code and the corporate code. And like you, that would be saying I want to be fat and skinny. So I think first pick your lane and your philosophy. Like if you're really not up for being a millionaire and making a lot of money and doing alternative investments, because that's really what I do. I'm real estate's one of many categories. And you just want to stay in the little stock market and pray to God this whole mutual fund thing's going to work out for you, then good. But but you're not my people. <laughs> you are not my people. You are my people if you want alternatives and raising capital and understanding how this works. So I think pick a lane first. And then I dive deep into that lane and who, who has those philosophies, who understands, who's, who has similar thinking and, and, and work. And then I go deep. I go, if I'm going to do it, like really work with somebody, I background checks, full due diligence checks, reference checks, and not references of friends that just because they have wine together every Friday. Mm -hmm. I mean, deep, have you done business? Have you owned an LLC with someone? Um, I mean, the obvious question of a, of a CPA do you do individual returns or corporate returns? If you don't do corporate returns, I will not be your guinea pig, nor do I. So I have a whole interview process that I think is critical. And then show me the proof. Because right now, and you know it, Stephen, like I know it, I had a private plane for 14 years of my career. I took my kids all over the world in that thing as a single mom. Just a lot of choices. My minivan in the sky, I called it. Um, but I owned it. And I had people say, well, are, are you leasing it? Are you standing in front of it? And I said, no, here's the, I, I own it. I own the, the, like, I'm not, I'm not a net jets. I bought the plane for 3 million bucks. I put it in my own anger and I say, prove it. Cause there's a lot of leasing going on. There's a lot of showcasing going on with, especially on the internet right now where people are standing mm -hmm. behind huge mansions. They're not theirs. They're rented. They're standing in front of lease planes. That's fine. If you're going to lease a plane, I still lease planes too. I got rid of mine, but be real and, and, and find out, ask the questions. Don't be mesmerized. Like don't, you know, be in this. Oh my gosh. 
kind of a world. I mean, get real with people. And then here's the big one that I do is I give my clients my cell phone. If you can't text who you're paying a lot of money to, you got, I, th- I think you got a problem because yeah. you're paying me. Yeah, you're paying your, my system. You're going to talk to not just me, but boy, if you can't talk to me and you're in that 20, 30, 40, $50,000 tuition range, I'd say I'm out. I yeah. get this thing and a Rolodex from heaven. I got Bob Proctor in here. I got all sorts of people in Washington that used to be there. I, I mean, I got a world eating economist in here. I, this thing's gold. And you know what people pay me for? Access to this. And the relationships. Uh, and a real relationship. What a real relationship with me. Like I I did this. This is grit, right? I didn't, you know, I didn't get propped up and supported and sponsored by, you know, big financial firms. And so I, I think those are some. But I think you gotta you gotta know what you want. But I think the first one that not enough people talk about is pick a lane. Like I don't know how people had who who wanted a result, right? But then when we really got into their behavior. They really wanted to do it Susie Orman way. And Susie's lovely, but you know this work, Stephen. I mean, you don't put, you know, you, me, Tony Robbins can all go on the same track. You wouldn't say, oh, and then also go to Susie and Dave Ramsey's seminar. Like it, it was just a very so- different way of thinking. You can't go down that path and think about, let me save every single dollar that I make and not invest in anything that's going to create cash flow and be extremely conservative in these little buckets. It's a very different way of thinking. And so it's going to, it's, they'll just directly conflict with one another. So I think that it, it's such an important thing to remember that you've got to choose what direction. And, and one of the five success principles we talk about of the investor mindset is that you need to be super focused, right? You guys can grab the investor mindset, five success principles at investormindset.com slash success. But one of them is focus because you need to be an expert in one of your areas. You can't focus on everything. Now, very successful people like you, you've built multiple income streams. You've, you've been a millionaire in multiple different sectors. But the reason you're able to be a millionaire in multiple sectors is because you're a millionaire in one sector first. Correct. And it was real estate. And it, I can tell everyone watching, it is one of the, I want to say, I should not say easiest way, but I have made more millionaires in real estate. If I look across the millionaires that I make, I've made more in real estate just because I know it like the back, I've, I, I've done it now for 20 something years and been living in that space. And a lot of people can do that. It's more difficult to do it in a very specialized space. Like one of the specialized spaces I took a run at in 2004 and five was, was a supplement industry. Mm. And it was a very direct mail, um, heavy lifting, lots of moving parts. Lovely. We had a big exit, $24 million exit. And I hung up those tennis shoes and I said, uh-huh. I don't think I'll do that one again. Like that, that one was a rough one, but it yeah. was, I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. But I, you know, it was like, I did it. All right, cool. Uh, and, and the other thing too, about doing it in a different way, as you said, you've got to do it one first and even how you make your money, you do it one way. You know, I was, I made a lot of money in the rich dad, poor dad brand. I was, I was representing the cash flow game. I had the, the master distributor license for it. So I, that's all I did was just consume myself with that cash flow game and teaching others how to facilitate it. And then I went to Australia, taught people over there, went to Canada, taught people there, went to Europe, taught people there. I mean, that's all I did. I did one thing unbelievably well and was highly monetized for it. And then I took that money to invest and I shouldn't say the rest is history, but you really do have those moments of like right now. I mean, we've got our kids book coming out in April, how to make kids millionaires. And this year will be consumed year. And I just wanted people to know who are launching books. Our book will come in April, our year. 
six months after, if you want a big, big bestseller the way that I've done a lot of mine, you're, you're in it to win it. And you're not in it for a little minute of a like, Ooh, I'm going to have a 24 hour Amazon. It's a, it's a, it's a business of becoming another millionaire. I mean, that'll be another category. Uh, I'll be publishing again for a million bucks. So yeah. I just, yeah, focus is so critical. I just wanted to really put a big exclamation point on that. One. I, I, I agree. And I'm glad we're on the same. I feel like the more that I get to know you, Laurel, the more that I see there's a lot of shared values, shared vision. There's obviously a lot I can learn from you because you've been in the game a long time. I wanted to share with you this phenomenal book. A great friend of mine, Laurel Langmeyer, is putting out called Make your kids millionaires, a step-by-step guide, financial literacy for parents, teaching their kids how to understand money. One of the biggest challenges or problems that millionaires face is that when passing along generational wealth, their kids don't understand money. And that's exactly why this book was put together step-by-step from zero all the way until 18 years of age so that you can teach your kids and multiple different ways of actually ensuring that your kids are millionaires uh, within their lifetime. It's a very simple step-by-step guide. And if you're not a millionaire yourself, no problem. Implement these steps in your own life and you can put yourself into the position to become a millionaire. And as a special bonus, because she's my friend and she loves the investor mindset, she put together a very big package with a bunch of training, eight hours of training, and one of her past books. Of course, Laura Langmeyer is a five times New Year's bestselling author. Uh, she's the millionaire maker. And you can grab a copy of this book at makeyourkidsmillionaires.com slash Stephen. Makeyourkidsmillionaires.com slash Stephen. We'll include that in the show notes. Let's get back to this episode. When it comes to this idea for the listeners, people get stuck in what you call this make spend, make spend, make spend type world when actually they need to change that up. So talk to us a little bit about what is the direction people need to be able to break that habit and where do they need to move towards? Well, so we're not taught P&Ls and balance sheets right, at all, mm-hmm. right? We're not, we're, nobody's even teaching you how to balance your bank statements at this point. Mm-hmm. So when you think about, a, you know, make and spend, most people are live their life through, can I afford it? And I need to be out of debt. And I, I'm on a huge campaign. Anybody watching my YouTube channel or anything I say, say, if you want to be a millionaire, you will be in debt. I mean, I'm just, I got to break that pattern. If I got to be a debt, I got to get out of debt and then I'll work with you, Laurel. I said, no, I'm going to take you into so much good debt. That's mm. cheap right now. I mean, that's a cost mm. of money. That's all it is. Debt is not your credit cards. That's not your overspending, all the BS that people have bought. So the pattern with most adults starts with a budget. And I say budgets mm-hmm. are like diets. We're not even doing it. It's like an illegal word. So mm-hmm. first you got to be aware that spending's driving your life, right? All the marketing. Can you afford it per month? I mean, who wants to live like that? So first there's an awakening of the manipulation and the hook, line and sinker. Most people have bought that debt is their first problem. And I said, no, the actual thing you need to be focused on the most is making money. You can have anything in your life. Just go make the money to have it. So my all I do when I start with a client is what are we doing to make money? What are you doing to amplify your cash as fast as possible? Let's monetize whatever your skill sets. Let's go, go, go make money. Now, so what about my debt? I said, we'll worry about it later. I'm not worried about your debt because you can always get to 0%, 2%, 3%, 4% debt. Why would you pay that off? It's cheap money. And I'm going to get you making 15, 20, 30, 40%. So I, that, that's first principle. 
but the pattern of make it and spend it is so prevalent. It's worldwide. I've been in six continents, all but Antarctica teaching this. I see it everywhere. When you decide you want this as a goal, you want to be a millionaire, you start thinking, I need to make money so I can go shopping for assets. And I say it that way because women love to shop. So <laughs> I say, you can go shopping, but you're going shopping for apartments. Right now I'm shopping for real, uh, more RV parks. I'm shopping for a Ford dealership this year. I'm shopping for more apartments in the Midwest. I love, that's my Midwest has always been my millionaire markets for real estate. Um, so I'm, so I, I need to make more money, not because I need more money. I want more investments. And when you make and invest and you have your eyes on it, it's sort of that same mindset thing. of If you said, well, Stephen, on your way over you know, to your office today, how many red cars did you see? And you're like, oh, I haven't even looked at red cars. It's the same thing. If you're not out looking for the assets you want to buy and then getting motivated to make the money to buy them, it's not going to work. And it's just too slow. You're missing compounding power. You're missing years. I mean, I have, I, I do a lot of pro bono work with student athletes, especially with the NILs going on and all that. My son's a football player. And I have guys having their, they have their own LLC, 20, 21 year old football players. They have their own LLC. They're, they're employed by their LLC. So they get a Roth IRA. They already have qualified plans. They're starting to put money into different uh, investment accounts. They're buying some crypto. Like these are 22 year old men who are still playing football full time. And like that all starts, but can you imagine, I went through a whole thing last night with a with football player. I said, you're 22 years old when you were 72 and you're starting to do, you know, required minimums, that's 50 years of putting money away. I mean, if all you did was maximize your 6,000 on a Roth IRA invested, right? You're a millionaire. That's one move. That's all you have to do, but you're going to make it and you're going to invest it. He said, yeah, but Laura, what if I, I said, do you really need $6,000 in a year? Like that's not even the conversation. Put some zeros behind it and 6,000 is nothing compared to what you're going to be making potentially as an NFL player. So make invest is critical, but I want you motivated to make money because being an entrepreneur is not like an easy task. I can tell you that you got to have some grit for it. Um, but I love being an entrepreneur, but I, I do meet a lot of people who don't want to be an entrepreneur. And it's like, well, then how are you going to make the money to buy all these assets? You got to get out and make the money. And that pattern will change your life. And, and I want it changed early in their life where you're making investing, you're watching your money be put away, you're watching your money grow. Then you can learn to invest. You get more sophisticated later, just get the pattern of your behavior right. So you're not spending every darn dollar that you make. And too many people have that. Yeah. So, so you're getting into this new habit. You're making money, you're investing it, you're making your investing, even if you're investing into what we might call the wrong things right now, but you're placing that money, you're building that habit. I love that. So what are some of the ways when you're first working with a client, what are some of the ways that you get started giving mm -hmm. them that inspiration of new ways for them to make money? How can somebody who's listening right now think to themselves, you know, I'm making good money, but I need to make more so that I can invest more. So in making money, it's do more of what you're already good at. I mean, like whether, like I, I love money and I love teaching money, obviously. So I create all sorts of different ways that people can engage in it. But if you're out there, I mean, say you are uh, good at videography. I mean, I can tell you every website needs better video. I mean, yeah. do not tell me you have it and you don't have clients. I mean, what well, you just approach them. All right. Um, so from videography to photography to whatever you're doing, you had to do more of it and you need to systemize it. So I'm a huge fan. My Michael Gerber and I are very good friends who wrote E-Myth. And so you got to systemize. So you aren't doing the work. 
And again, there's a huge behavior issue in there because you were so employee trained that, oh my gosh, I have to do the work. It's like, when I'm done with you, you're going to lead the work and not do the work. And that's what I really do is do less, do less, let other people do it, which means you got to make the money to hire them. So when you think about, well, how do you change that pattern of make spend? Let's think about where the money needs to be made. If you want to take advantage of the greatest tax code in the world, 81,000 pages of tax code, your company, not you, needs to make the money. You, as an individual, don't need a lot of money to walk around here, right? Your company needs the money because your company is going to buy this computer. Your company is going to buy your phone. Your company, for those of you that are out here, can have some wardrobe expense written off. Mm -hmm. So you, as an individual, don't have the deductions and spending ability that a company does. So when you spend, I teach them straight from the beginning, when you spend and you're making new money, it has to go into a corporate structure. So now when you spend, and then here's how simple, this is really like behavior number, here, I'll give a little sticky note, we'll act like, I'll say, if this is your personal credit card, and this is your first corporate credit card, which you do need your first corporate credit card, like just basic little spending, this is your personal, this is your corporate. You walk into any store. I don't care if you go to Starbucks for a car, you know, co a coffee. I don't care if you go to the grocery store. I don't care where, you, what store you go into. You've got to think, is this a personal? Can I deduct it? Or could I use this as a company expense? And so literally very mindfully day by day, I have them start journaling, especially those who have really bad habits of just put throwing money around. Be very mindful. If you start, you keep using your personal credit card. I know it sounds so simple, but I can tell you, and use credit cards, not debit cards. Why would you take money straight out of your bank accounts? Use somebody else's for 30 days, pay it off at the end. So I start with the basics and I talk about where they bank. And I mean, I do a lot of basics because I want that foundation so strong. So when we ramp up and you become a millionaire, a multimillionaire, you got this core basic behavior undone. I mean, I have a, a multimillionaire doctor, highly prestigious, so only 11 in the world that does what he does. He can make millions. I'm like, where's your balance sheet? He said, oh, you have no idea. I mean, we just spend money. I know he spends money. I'm like, oh my God. That, that is the biggest make spend. Like, I'm going to have fun with him. I'm going to have fun with him and his family. I just, we just, his family just hired me to, to fix this, this exact behavior. He said, we can make money all day, but look at, we have, like, you have more assets and I can make like more money in a day than you can. I could do one surgery the way I do my surgery and make more money. I said, well, I'll challenge that. But anyway, it's cute. Like, so it, I, I share that because it's not, it, it's not just poor people. It's people that with more money who never had a good behavior of learning that later in life. And you know what? When you're all, you know, grown up and have enough assets for you, that's where you get to start doing foundations and charity work, mm -hmm. big charity work, big stuff that makes big differences. Well, this is the big thing, right? Is that people end up creating bad habits. They take those actions over and over and over again, but they're doing the wrong set of actions. So you can be making a lot of money, but as you continue to make more money, you end up just spending more of it. And so you never end up having that additional, your lifestyle tracks right along with it. And there's nothing wrong with living a great and big life, but like you're saying, you can allow yourself to live that big life through taking advantage of this tax map, this treasure map that the tax code is in understanding what are the different actions and activities that I need to do and how can I best leverage that. So this has been a lot of fun, Laurel. I, I can't wait to have you back to get into all of the strategies around how parents can really set their kids up to be millionaires uh, very early in life. So we'll definitely dive into that in the next episode. But before we do, before we part ways for the day, how can people get in touch with you? How can they learn more about some of these lessons that you're teaching people in the world? So I have a, a site where you can go. I have two, two places. One to go get a bunch of gifts. It's called laurel.club. 
So L-O-R-A-L, get to spell my name right, it's L-O-R-A-L dot club. And I give you a copy of my uh, Millionaire Maker ebook copy. And I give you some software I use to invest with. I give you, there's some videos, just get to know me more. A whole bunch of free stuff. That's my free go- gift on me. Um, there's tickets to a, a workshop. There's a whole bunch of free stuff. I well know that you uh, came from uh, Stephen's podcast as you walk on over. But if you just want to ask a question, I have a site, uh, asklaurel.com. You just go to asklaurel.com, ask any question, make a request, and we move you around our community really quickly because you need to get stuff done. I mean, we're at the beginning of 2022, and you got to design your life. You got what do you want and don't have it like you just, you know, this whole excuse. I mean, you can live in the excuses of, you know, where we've been in this pandemic, but we've been doing it. March will be two years. It's time to get your life, whatever it is, whatever it's become, it's time to move. Like this is some that I know this year, we're going to make more millionaires. Last year, I made a ton of millionaires in real estate, tons and tons, tons of crypto millionaires. Uh, it's time to really spread that out. And all of you, it's, it's not just for the wealthy. Anyone can do it, but you got to get some mentors, got to get some community. So I'm excited to help people. Of I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. This has been a lot of fun. Can't wait to have you back again soon and uh, take some action on this. You guys, if you were inspired, ask yourself, what's one thing I can do? What's one thing I can apply? What's one thing I can commit to and go and do it. Let's make this the best year yet. Thanks, Laurel. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.